You're listening to WMNF Tampa, music and news. another edition of the Sunday Forum right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. Glad to have you here this morning with us. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, the voice in the Tampa Bay area, along with my main man, Mabili, the fourth estate crew. What's going on, MB? 
morning, everybody. All right. Morning, everybody. Jesse Brown. <laughs> Jesse Brown, yeah. Hey, listen, this is a beautiful morning. Beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. We're glad to have you with us. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the world, and we are going to discuss it right here with you and talk about its relevance to our community here, the black community here in the Tampa Bay area. What does it mean to us? What's it effect? What's its effect? Right? Yeah. Uh, we're Pan-Africanists, right, Emmabili? Yes, sir. All right. And so what we see going on right now in uh, in Africa really does affect what happens to us here in America. I mean, when we look at other people and we look at other, other cultures right here in the United States, uh, they're able to draw on the culture that they come from, the continents, the countries, the people that they come from. We, unfortunately, don't have that luxury. Uh, we have to search for that. We have to search for that. And that's the perfect segue to our first song coming out by my main man, Roy Ayers, and Erica Badu in Searching, right here on WMNF. Lives a truth away. I'm searching. 
All right, all right, all right. Right here on WMF Tampa, Sarasota St. Pete. That was the sound of Mr. Roy Ayers, the legendary Roy Ayers, and now legendary uh, Erica Badu. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. She's legendary, man. She's legendary. Hey, listen, we want to thank you for joining us this morning as we talk about how we searching, searching for that liberation, searching for... Uh, uh, understanding of what's happening around the world, and 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 uh, especially especially on the continent of Africa, and the uh, the various uh, conflicts that are taking place. But but what's what seems to be conflict on the way to unification? <laughs> I think we might be seeing in our lifetime, MB. We might be seeing the unification of the continent of Africa. Yeah, uh, you know, we've been here before, uh, especially during the decolonization movement. You know, we we saw that there was so many people rising up at the same time. And uh, that lasted, you know, as they threw off the yoke of the European masters. (laughs) We might be seeing some of that now, but we're also seeing a new scramble for Africa, you know. And we have to, you know, concern ourselves with the continued starving of Africa, you know, especially with Russia using its mercenary diplomacy on the continent. It is using like the, yeah, the idea of divide and conquer. And uh, let's see if we can back those who are trying to destabilize their government right. on the continent and see if we could divide the continent uh, again. again. And in the meantime, what is Russia there for? It isn't there because it has this deep and abiding love for, for black Africa, people, right. for Africa. It's there to get its resources, like you know, Europe's always done. But I think, I think that, I think you have those who are there. I, I watched a plea, a plea during the meeting that was taking place um, in, I believe it was Senegal. Um, but there was a meeting that was taking place this past week where the there was a plea to those other African nations to continue their decolonization efforts, to not be fooled by the old ways and by the colonizers, right? And to continue in the path of liberation and unification. And I love the way, I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm seeing from that standpoint. Now, we have a bit of a conflict. We have a conflict right now, okay? And the conflict uh, is with Nigeria, Um and uh, Niger, okay? And, of course, there are other countries that are involved in that, Mali, and I believe that's Benin, uh, that's involved in this. Now, what's happening is these countries are saying, hey, man, you know, um, there was a coup that took place, and it was a military-backed coup, and it is put to power the youngest president, the youngest, uh, the youngest president in African history, actually, um, uh, President Touré. And I don't know exactly how to read that. I like what I hear him saying, right? I like what I hear him saying. But when I hear, when I see that there is not a, uh, hmm, I'm trying to stay away from the word democracy, right? Um, but a, a democratically uh, 
when, when there's a democratically held election and then a coup takes place, right, and the person who won the actual votes uh, is not in power, is not the person who is, you know, in office right now, but is taken, is taken and arrested, uh, that, that concerns me. Yeah, he's under house arrest. Right. Uh, at least in the Niger situation. Right, exactly. And what we're seeing also is a... Um, it is what we're seeing also is a... a concern with... with the uh, resources. Yeah. Now, now, now understand... In each case, in each case now, the one thing I, I do believe they both agree on, regardless of anything, despite the situation, the coup, the thing that I think they both agree on is no more France and no more uranium to France. And that is a big problem for, for France. <laughs> and, and guess what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because now France has to look to who? Russia. Or they have to look elsewhere. Bottom line, they have to look elsewhere. Or they have to act right. Either that or they act right. For the first time, really, we see our boot finally on their neck and saying, listen, nah, the tide has turned. We're telling you if you want our resources, you're going to play by our book, by our rule book, not by yours. France has gotten away with absolute murder, literal, literal and figurative, right? They've, they've gone, look at what they did to Haiti. How can you hold these people hostage? I say hostage, but enslave a people, be beaten in an independence battle, and then the people paying you reparations, paying the colonizer reparations, I, I, that's backwards as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and starving Haiti, right? All of those years, right? And 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 Haiti, of course, has made made the mistake of going to the International Monetary Fund um, to support itself over the years, and it has put them in a situation where they have uh, foreign powers, uh, whether private or um, political that have been able to go into the country and actually uh, get a foothold there, do business and so forth, and they're just robbing the people blind, robbing them blind. Unbelievable, unbelievable, man. Terribly. I think uh, when we talk about the potential for African cooperation, uh, when we look at, and of course, we, we can't forget the history of, of colon, colonization, but we, it is important to remember the history of colonization when you look at Russia's behavior on the continent. Uh, the fact that those African countries that showed up to the Russian summit the first time were like 44 of them right. after the grain deal fell apart, which meant Russia didn't care whether or not Africa starved. Right. So if that's an indication, half of anything, them showed up. Yeah. yeah. To the second Come on, summit. Man. Come on. That, that's got to be an indication of something to these folk. I mean, ugh. well, anyway, 
we're going to stop right there for a moment. We're going to go to the phone lines because we want to make sure that we get all announcements in from the community, okay? So let's go to the phone lines. I think we have uh, someone from the community who wants to make an announcement. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Carla, you're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Welcome to the Sunday Forum. I'm fine. This is Patricia Dawson. How are you doing, Walter? All right. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm calling regarding the Jackson House. Okay. All right. Great. Glad to know it. So we got some news. Talk, talk to us. Well, I'm calling for the Jackson House. If anyone doesn't know what the Jackson House is, it was a historical Louisville house that was built in 1901. And that is the place, obviously, we know that we could not stay at standard hotels. So that's where our famous artist, Martin Luther King, and everyone had to stay. And you know that it's downtown, close to Central Avenue, where they can just walk away from to the clubs that they were going to play in. So this house has been, the Jackson House Foundation has been trying to restore it. And we, of course, there's rules and regulations and code enforcement, and we need to have 10 to 15 feet on the other side, which is owned by 717, which the foundation is trying to get them to have us be able to have those streets which on their land in order to restore it. But at this time, one of the city council members, Councilman Carson, is um, putting on the agenda for August 24th, 2023, at 9 a.m. at city council meeting for the city of Tampa to buy the Jackson House and they restore it and uh, get the easement. And obviously, we this is the last um, standing property, and it's and we would like that to remain in the Jackson House Foundation and our people's hands in order to restore it and rebuild it back to life and put it as a museum. So we would love for everyone to please come out and stand there against the city of Tampa buying the Jackson House. Again, it's on August 24th at 9 a.m. at the city at council meeting. All right. All, All right. right. Uh, one question, though. The proposal was for the city council, will be for the city council to buy it. And what will that do to the 717 uh, company? Will they be, will they play along? Will they have to use, will the city have to use uh, eminent domain, eminent domain to, yes. to take. I believe what the city will be trying to do once they purchase this is use eminent domain. Um, obviously, for a while, we've been trying to be in negotiation with 717 in order to obtain uh, that easement at 10 to 15 feet. Um, but okay. we have not been successful at the moment. And so now the city is um, making a, well, compliment. Carson is making a proposal for the city to buy that in order to have that done and to get uh, Jackson House rebuilt. Right. You know, one of the things that we've, we've spoken about this many times on the show, and um, quite honestly, well, quite honestly, we just felt like, in a voice the opinion that 717, we just felt like they, they should have known, they should know better. They should want better. Yeah, you know, it's it's like the it's like an intentional effort to stymie any effort 
to restore this building, to restore this house. Yeah. And it's yeah. surrounded by their property, and they know this is happening. Obviously, they own it, obviously, you know. But I'm just saying, you know, they could very easily just say, hey, listen, do what you need to do. We'll give you this much area that you need in order to get this done. It's only temporary. Yeah, I don't know if it's capitalist greed or if it's just racism because, you know, they can do without that parking lot. It's not killing them. They own just about every parking lot in town. Yeah, (laughs) so in in place of a historical uh, building, you want a parking lot. Right. So I'm thinking you're just being you're just being racist. Yeah. And what's worse is it's right there next to the courthouse. <laughs> right next to the courthouse on Twigs. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Fat I- anything on that? Well, you know, I'm a diplomat at the moment. <laughs> we ain't gonna put you on that spot. Pat, I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm not gonna do that. I cannot do I cannot do that to a fellow rattler. I cannot do it. I'm sorry. I will not do that. You you get a pass on that, Pat. You get a pass on that. <laughs> you get a pass on that one. We'll we'll, we'll talk all the trash. We'll talk the trash over here. Thank you. Happily. But it is really important that people come out on August 24th at 9 o'clock to the city council meeting downtown. Because, you know, Central Avenue is very important. Um, Obviously, back in the day, the city took over that. Um, And we don't own anything of that. And we, we, we get to see a mural and a park now. Right. And, um... But even um, if we want to think about Carver City, which I grew up in, which was for the black soldiers when they came back from World War One, for to buy homes and everything, they just put a park, a memorial up there on the corner of, um, I think it's Laurel and I forget that side street is. I mean, they just put a um, marker indicating that for historic, those were our soldiers. Wow. And we don't, we no longer have that. They built, they tried to take that many times and the community fought it and then they decided to build around it to squeeze it out. And now we don't have, in a sense, that total historic history anymore. So we're losing our history and if we have to be able to own our own history. And I think that's really important. And it's really important for the community, people who can come out or be able to watch it on Zoom and speak on it. Because even if you can't come out, I don't know the link for the city council meeting for the Zoom um, um, myself. But if you can look it up and if you can do it on Zoom and ask to speak on behalf or uh, the foundation to maintain the Jackson House. Yeah, you should be able to do anything from Tampa, cityoftampa.gov. Right. Go in there, you can find it. You should be able to find the link, the Zoom link for that. For the city council. Go in the city council, you should be able to find it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like I said, it's really important. And y'all doing a great job. I enjoyed that music while I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) There's more to come, Pat. More to come. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey. Listening. Thank you so much, Pat. We appreciate you here. You're welcome. Thank All right. You. Appreciate you both. You All right, right now. Bye bye. Pat Dawson, attorney Pat Dawson, folks. Okay. Um, that's why the diplomacy. Yes, that's why. That's why the diplomacy. <laughs> Listen, one of the one of the best attorneys in town. One yeah. of the best attorneys in town. Um, she shoot a shot in court. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely wonderful. No. No. Long time. Long time. Um, listen, 
let's we got another call. Let's go to that call, and then uh, okay, let's let's get back on topic. So let's get the caller. Hey man, how you doing? All right, how you doing? Yeah, it's fine. Pal. Good, Doc. I'm fine, but I wasn't able to hear the topic. Oh, so we were talking about Africa and oh, the current and the current transition that's that's well, undergoing. We're talking about with the breaking the uh, what's also happening over there in in, in the Niger Valley with the what do they call it the E something the Kalas Ekawas. And there's a big there's a big big battle, man. And there's a brother here in Tampa that's involved in this in Cameroon. Thousands of people have been killed. That was the French Cameroon versus those of the English-speaking areas of Amazonia, Amazonia. There's a brother here, he's a pharmacist, believe it or not, who is weird, who's, he's part of that hierarchy of the Minister of Health of the Amazonian people and what's uh, happening there. But the thing that I uh, uh, just wanted to talk about is that Africa, Brazil, India, China, have seemed to say they're going to go there or develop their own set of currency and uh, uh, forego what the and, and limit the United States influence. And a lot of that is based on the history of our country uh, and its interference into 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 Africa. And uh, I hope I'm on the right topic here. Well, well, here, here's here's the question. Here's the question that 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 I, that we're going to delve into is how does that affect us here as as Africans, people of African descent in the West? Here's 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 what I look at our our battle is when we talk about. In fact, I'm just writing an article on this man. Okay, about uh, Nazism and Africa. And uh, uh, Jim Crow and, and those sort of things and stuff. And what a lot of people, and the Holocaust, and what a lot of people don't understand is this thing that DeSantis talks about in terms of uh, limiting black history and those sort of things and stuff takes us right back to, 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 to Africa, the policies that he despised, the policies of eugenics. And that sort of thing, that stuff starts in starts in, in Southwest Africa, where you see the Germans you know, uh, committing these atrocities in Southwest Africa and stuff in, uh, that has not been settled today. And you see that the, that the Holocaust, the first Holocaust, starts in Africa with the, with the elimination of genocide of the non-people. Then the same people who committed the same genocide in uh, in, in, in Germany were well connected with the American eugenics movement and those sort of things. And so when we look at these, uh, look at the history of this whole thing, we see that this is all connected, that philosophy that uh, the Germans simply studied what the Americans were doing and then adopted in, in, the, in the Germany and applied it to the Jews. And that... Uh, there, and that the the Holocaust within Southwest Africa, numb, our people has never gotten that, gotten do do play on that. But the, the the research that was done, 
stuff went into academic uh, uh, training in the, the University of Berlin and in America. That whole thing about racial purity, racial hygiene has been adopted here in, 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 in this country within what we call uh, um, uh, in, 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 the, in the medicine. That's how this stuff affects it. And we, we don't look at our history, and we don't see what, you know, we seem like this stuff starts off in a vacuum, but this stuff is well-documented in the history. In fact, there's an art book called, uh, that I just came across called The Nazi Connection into the Medical Healthcare System. This is where you identify eugenics and and uh, uh, um, and uh, the racial period. And it was, it was well-known that American scientists were going to Germany studying the, the German uh, um, a project and that sort of thing. And that information comes, and that particular stuff starts to happen. And people all... So, so, so here's my... You know, that's very interesting that you say that. Uh, really, you know, when we talk about understanding history, I don't think that there's enough discussion. I know for a fact... There's not any real discussion of it, of of the issue of eugenics, uh, and the history of eugenics, and its impact on on well, the social situation right here in the United States and abroad, right in on the continent of Africa, um, or wherever we are, as a matter of fact, right. But but more specifically, just dealing with, again, I say more specifically dealing with the parallel between what's happening on the continent of Africa and what's happening here. So if we look historically at those, I, I, I don't think that there's enough information with regard to that issue of eugenics. Um, here's, here's something. But I think it's critical that, that, we, that, that we have that discussion, right, and that, that, that people are educated about it. Because uh, if you ask the average person on the streets about, um, in our community, about the issue of eugenics, they're not going to necessarily, the question would be, what, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah, I mean, it's old discredited science, and let everybody me, knows that. Go ahead. Stop. Yeah, let me say something. Here's a book that I just came across. It's Hitler's American Model, okay? And here's one of this. It's written by Whitman. And here's one, let me leave this one sentence here. Contrary to those who insist otherwise, but then demonstrate that the Nazis took a real sustained significant and revealing interest in American race policy. He looks at the ultimate ugly irony that when Nazis rejected the Nazis rejected American practices, it was sometimes not because they found them too enlightened, but they found them too harsh, indelibly linking American race law in shaping the Nazi policy in Germany. Hitler's American model upends the understanding of Americans' influence and racist practices in the wider world. Now, let me just say something. That confirms exactly what Elizabeth is, uh, Isabel Wilkins says in her book, The, the Crack. I mean, the chaos. She says, she says that the Nazis, when they came over, when Hitler sent his people over here to, to, to study Jim Crow, uh, they, the thing that shocked them the most was just how cruel it was. It was too cruel for them, but they also said they couldn't understand how black folks remain loyal, and they most specifically couldn't understand 
how Jews were being classified as humans. They just are white people. They couldn't believe it. You know, so they, you go to the work of, in fact, there's a very interesting guy here, American advocate in, in eugenics, uh, Charles Davenport. Have you ever heard of him? Yes. He was an advocate of the development of eugenics and science devoted to improvement of human race to better. That came out of America and was transferred to, uh, here's another book here that I just, just stumbled across. It's called The Nazi Connection, Eugenics, American Racism, and the German National Socialism by Stefan Cole. You know what, dog? This, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do. I, I need you to I need you to send that information and post it on the Sunday forum. The Sunday forum, now, not on the person, not on my personal page, but on the Sunday forum um, Facebook page. Post that information, please, because we want our public to know this. Uh, and be, I think we're gonna we're gonna actually do it uh, an episode. We're gonna do a show um, to take a look at eugenics, take a deeper dive at eugenics um, for the purposes of the community understanding it. Listen to this come right out of the book, okay? He says, when Hitler published my cop in 1924, this is from the Nazi connection, he upheld up a foreign law as a model for his program of racial purification. The United States Immigration Restriction Act of 1924, which prohibited the immigration of those with hereditary illnesses, entire ethnic groups, ethnic groups. When the Nazis took power in 1933, they installed a program of eugenics that attempt to improve the population through forced sterilization, marriage control, that consciously drew on the U.S. example. And this was upheld by the United States Supreme Court. By then, many American states had long had compulsory sterilization laws and defective upheld Defectives upheld by the United States Supreme Court. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light in 1927? Small wonder the Nazis' law led to one of the eugenics activists in Virginia to complain. Oh, yeah. Then we lost on that one. Uh, that was that was interesting. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, I think that let me let me be clear about this point. I, I think that that we need to be careful, uh, both here and abroad, with regard to that issue. I, I think that I think that the education about this needs to be well rounded, right? And 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 to be very clear about that point. The reason I say that is because. Um, Number one, there are too many of us who don't know enough about this history, per se, by 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 its name. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is eugenics. This is what eugenics was about, which is why you know people hear tidbits about it, but they don't. They probably have not made the connection, right, to the actual word uh, or the study, the the pseudo yeah. the pseudoscience. Um, and I think that. Uh, abroad in Africa, so much of it was utilized in the colonization effort, uh, the colonization movement, uh, so to speak, um, and their marketing, right, their marketing efforts uh, to justify 
the colonizers' um, actions that it began to um, permeate globally. An example, uh, Odabenga. If we were to take, if we would take the, the situation with the, the young brother Odabenga, who was only a child when he was taken um, and, was, and was brought to the Bronx Zoo, hmm. right in New York, right? And was kept in the cage with the monkeys, with the, with, the, uh, with the primates. So, you know, to be, on, to put, be put on display. Ultimately to be purchased uh, for a circus sideshow and to die at his own hand. He committed suicide, ultimately. Uh, but, you know, this was done based off of eugenics, based off of how we're seen. And so when people do business with us, did business with us, or tried, called it doing business, colonized or went through the colonization efforts, what were they thinking, right? These are, these are we, they, we, they, the Africans, um, were seen as a lower, not just a lower class, but a lower, uh, lower form of human, not even human. So they could do whatever the hell they wanted to do, right? Yeah, but those were just white supremacist organizing principles. Everybody knew, well, well, I don't know about whether they knew it or not, but that was, and it is today, discredited science. It was all just propaganda to make white people, to organize white people into doing what they were going to do. I don't think it was ever anything provable. It was ever anything that you could even respond to. I mean, it was... It was stupidity from the beginning, but enough white people needed an excuse to propagate white supremacist behavior through colonization, whether it's colonization or slavery or anything that they wanted to do. They, uh, if they were going after your resources, they just needed an excuse to organize themselves Absolutely. to do it. So, I mean, it was, I don't think it's anything. We need to necessarily get bent out of shape about today because no, what we understand. No, 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 no. There's so much more to look at. Well, what we understand is at the end of the day, it's all about the money. It is all about the resources, you know. Right. And we have to stay focused on what the fight is really all about. Now, we were talking about the Niger situation, and we see that divide and conquer is the strategy. Exactly. So they don't have to talk about, you know, how dehumanized you are or how they want to dehumanize you. They're going to try that anyway at the moment. It's about resources straight up. I mean, it was about resources then, but they were using this this diabolical science to organize themselves. It was organizing Absolutely. principles for themselves. It had nothing to do with us. Uh, but now... Just as then, it's about the resources, and they need to keep people divided. They're over there now. They yeah, they met yesterday with the Niger junta, and uh, but these people are the junta is demanding that everybody you know pulls out. You know, don't threaten military coup. But the ECOWAS is <laughs> fifteen countries against you know against well, at least eleven yeah. countries against those three. You know, who say they're going to come in on the side of Niger. 
but at the same time, you know, the junta doesn't want to give anything in return. You still have the ex-president under house arrest in his own house. He's probably starving him and his family, you know, and you're saying you're not trying to be conciliatory in any way, right. you know, hoping that I guess the Russians are going to give you enough firepower to keep you from uh, be, being conciliatory. France right now has about 1,500 troops. The United States has been working in joint operations with Niger's military against uh, the Islamic Jihad uh, terrorist. You know, so now you got to make a choice, Junta. Are you going to continue to fight terrorists? Are you going to be the terrorist, you know, exactly. who invites the terrorists in the form of Russia and their mercenaries in? You know, so this is where you are. And if you can't see that this is just you being a pawn in somebody else's designs. Yeah, we're going through We're going to go back through it again. keep going through it. Yeah. No matter what, you know, the science, they try to, you know, misinformation and disinformation is a tool of white supremacy. They've always needed to lean on, you know, and the thing that we fight that by bringing truth. But at the same time, we know what they're up to ultimately, and that is divide and conquer so that you can get our resources. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, there, and, and of course, you know, we have got to make certain that we have voices over here that are saying something about what's happening there. I think, I think there are not. I, I don't think there are enough voices and outrage here with regard to right. that. Uh, and and I don't see many people taking a, a position. On these things, which leads me to believe that there's not enough information that people have taken in regarding right. that. It's, it's, that's what that's my sense. But I think that part of the problem is we're not we're not linking up all of the crises. The, the, the we've tried to talk about all of what's happening on the continent of Africa. It's all related, you know, to resources. You know, we see the divide and conquer. We we see the the conflict. And not only Niger, but we also talked about the coups in Mali, Burkina Faso. But we've also talked about what's happening in Ethiopia. We talked about the Tigray situation. Uh, the the fact of the matter is that had produced one of the worst humanitarian crises on the continent. You know, we have to care. That, we have to care a, about it all. That, and, and you know, one of the one of the things that that uh, very interesting that you said that. Because I had a conversation with um, someone who was from Tigray. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Washington, D.C., and I had another one when I was in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, yeah, they do have Tigray people in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> uh, literally, th so this conversation was one where uh, they were making it very clear that much of the information that was coming over to the United States or that, that CNN was putting out, that Fox was putting... The information that, that we were putting out was just wrong. Absolutely wrong. I want to take a deeper dive into that. There, there are certain things that are happening there that we just need to know about. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you why it's important. Um, and and I'll, I'll take a step back. Let me take a step back. According to the brother from Tigray, he was saying that um, that both... The both um, Ethiopia 
and Eritrea have fundamentally um, stepped back, right? There was fighting in Tigray amongst themselves for the power struggle in Tigray. And that there, there are warlords in the country. Now, that, that, was his, that was his explanation. He's from there. And he's telling me what, what, what he knows to be the case. Now, now that they've pulled back, the warlords now have, have taken over, right? And there is this, this, this um, disunity because they're trying to gain, obviously, they're trying to gain power, right? One of them is trying to gain power. Uh, I'm going to find out some more information about it. I'm going to talk to uh, my sources there uh, in Tigray, and we're going to begin talking about what's happening in terms of unification on the continent of Africa. And the reason, now, now let me take a step forward on this. The reason that this is so important, people, is because we as Africans that are here in the Western Hemisphere need to unite as members of the diaspora, as sons and daughters of the diaspora. We need to understand what's happening in our own homeland in order to be able to be, to be able to do business, to be able to visit and have a good discourse uh, with the people who are there, with our brothers and sisters that are there, and in order to have some sort of connection that is real. Everybody else has a connection to... You know, the Irish have a connection to Ireland. The Scottish have a connection to Scottish. We, even if they disagree with, with, uh, with the whole uh, Catholic and Protestant thing, they still have the connection, right? The, the Jews have their connection to, uh, to Israel, and they do what they have to do to support. Do you know, a lot of people don't know this, that everyone, if everyone physically able has to who's, who's Jewish has to when they turn eighteen has to do time in the military. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is a net. Gal Gadot, the woman mm-hmm. who plays the lady who plays Wonder Woman, right? She was a part. She was in the military. Okay, which is why she knows you know how to handle the weapons and things like that in her in her parts. But she literally has military uh, training. Right, that's a nationalist, a nationalist um, uh, position. Okay, cool. So now, what's wrong? It, it, the people always find a, a problem when it comes to us and us having a nationalist position, or us looking after us when we get together and congregate. They've always had a problem with us congregating, so they're gonna have a problem with us uniting. Right. And because it takes away from the colonizer's concept, like I was saying earlier, I disagree with BRICS. And, and I always said that BRICS was not going to work. Look at where it is right now. It's, just, it's about to go down the tubes. It's that there's, no, there's no real progress with it, right? Mm-hmm. People are pulling out of it. In, Af- in Africa, they're pulling out of it. Why? Because they rather see United Africa as opposed to seeing them take part in some foreign power. Um, and and and, uh, and uplifting some foreign power that could possibly turn on them at any moment. Well, there there are a few who are still trying to join the block. They they they're continuing to try to put out a list of those countries who want to be a part of the BRICS block. But getting back, and you're right, we have to have a sense of of a uh, of 
of concern and and care and solidarity with the continent of Africa. We've been asked by email. I think my friend Alvaro, I guess he's he wants clarification. Are we siding or am I siding with France and the U.S.? Hell no, and, are you kidding me? But the question is 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 not really the the question. The question is, do we side with the democratically elected president? That's the question, yeah. And we don't want to see him on the house. I don't want to see him sitting on the house arrest where he's been, no. he's been democratically elected. elected. You know, and if we could continue to allow that to happen on the continent, especially with... Prigozhin, who leads the Wagner Group, Russia's force, that is their, that's their colonization plan right yep. now, is yep. to go and take those resources by uh, creating coups. And I mean, not just on the continent. Russia was waiting for Barack Obama to uh, go into Syria. <laughs> Remember back yep. in 2014 when, yep. you know, the bombs dropped and Barack Obama said, that's a red line if you gas your own people? But when he showed up with his warships, you know, little did we know Russia was already there helping Syria crush the rebellions inside Syria. Not just fight terrorism, but any rebellion. Russia was helping from the air, you know. And, Unbelievable. You know. Unbelievable, man. Why would you, and then out of nowhere in Niger, Russian flag shows up on the same day that Prigozhin and his Wagner group, you know, shows up, you know. So the idea is to... You know, fool the world into believing there's all of this support inside Niger for Russia's presence. But Russia is a silent presence that is only there to provide help, aid, in, uh, uh, aid and abet the coup makers, you know, mm-hmm. people who were not democratically elected. So it's a very easy question. It isn't whether or not I support France and the U.S. I recognize that, 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 listen, their colonial I'm, I'm, past. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even trying to address that. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's. Yeah, I, I get what you said. You're right. You're absolutely right. It, it, the focus needs to be, and, and let's not be distracted from what from what the reality, what what we what we what we're supposed to be focusing in on, right? And that is making certain that we understand what's happening on the continent, right? So that and 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 the reason why we need to understand it, right? If right. We, if we're gonna do business gonna and do have business, a, yeah. any kind of toehold in in the face of those continued imperialist economies, continuing to try to use divide and conquer to do what they want to do. Absolutely, we have to have some kind of influence sitting here in America. We have to have some kind of influence that we can't if we don't know what's really happening. That's right. That's right. I mean, so we look at uh at what's happened with um Mohammed Bazoum, who's the who is the democratically elected president of Niger. Right? Uh and and we look at what at, at the concerns of the people that are there. We look at the possibility that it will destabilize Nigeria even. Right? Look at what's happening in Nigeria. They had flooding. Why? Because the back the, the, the threat that went out to them, right, is now has now led to the situation where they've they've done what? Cut the dam. Mm-hmm. And that caused a problem for the people in Nigeria because it causes flooding. There's nowhere for that water to go. Mm-hmm. There's 
north of that water they go now. And so when they have flooding and the torrential rains, and what happens is it gets caught there. There's nowhere for it, for it to right. go out to, right? And so we've seen a lot of that happen. And, and that speaks to governance. Are you, can you govern? Right, right. And then, and then there's the question of, then there's the question of, um, of their own ish, internal issues, <laughs> right? So Nigeria has its own internal issues. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, folks. Um, if you are, we have a caller. We have a caller. Let's go to the caller. Let's go to the caller. We got, we got, a, do we have time for we it? We have a minute left, I think. Maybe two minutes. All right. Tell you what. Caller, hang tight. Hang tight until after the 